one of your hosts, Elizabeth Urban. And I'm your other host, Erin Gessert. And today we are joined by two lovely guests. Sean Morrison. Kelly Ford. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. This is the graduation episode. Mm-hmm. All of us are seniors. We're graduating uh, in May or August. And, you know, just this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, and we're all, we all graduate at 8 o'clock next Friday night. Oh, yeah. So, but. So be there, be square. SEFQ <laughs> <laughs> Arena. SEFQ Arena, yeah. It's, I counted, I was looking at my calendar because today's May 1st, so I just flipped my calendar, and it's 11 days until graduation, which is insane. That is, it does not feel real. No, not at all. It feels so far away still, but, like, it's not, and it's mm-hmm. so weird. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I don't think it's going to hit me until, like, I'm actually, like, like back home for like a couple weeks and then it's gonna be like wait I'm actually not going back there yeah I was like coming in today I was like this is the last podcast episode and I'm like it no it's not mm-hmm. <laughs> like I like because we still technically have one more week we have finals week next week so I was like oh no next week and then I'm like but no not next week where mm-hmm. I won't I don't think I'll be in here at all next week if maybe for like to drop off my key or something but Wow, that's this is yeah. weird. <laughs> oh, yeah, Friday will be like the last day that like we're all like together here. Aww. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I thought we could just go over kind of like I don't know. Like we're all just kind of sitting here reflecting. So if anybody has like some favorite memories they want to share of just of ISU of Fell Hall of the Vedette, I don't. If anybody has anything that immediately comes to mind, like kick it off. ICPA was pretty fun. That was fun. That was, it's always a blast. <laughs> yeah. It feels weird because like I went my freshman year and like to go senior year with like a different group of people, it's just like, I was like, wait, well, like this is actually real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You're the only one to be here at the, me, Sean and Aaron all joined after co- or, quote unquote after COVID. I joined during COVID and you guys joined, joined quote after COVID. Mm-hmm. But you're the only one who was here to experience that pre-COVID, during COVID, after COVID. So what was that like? It, like, was just really weird. It feels like just yesterday we had, like, just shut down for COVID. So, like, it to actually just experience ISU in general through that, but then also experience the vedette, just with the changes we've had, like, it doesn't feel real at all. And I know we keep saying that, but, like, to see how much we've changed, especially with, like, our digital content, like, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah you were the last person to, like, ever do the paper. Like, yeah. after <laughs> you, there's no one. Yeah. yeah. Was, like, just this class, because I was a reporter when we saw the paper, and you were a news editor when we had a paper, and it's just, even, I wasn't even here for that long when we had a paper. I was only here for, like, two months when we had a paper, but... That's still crazy. Like, after this, there will be no more generations that remember us having a paper. Because even Kevin was never here for the paper. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll be JP and his part-time classes at ISU who are the only ones who remember. <laughs> yeah. And the uh, leftover, like, metal stands, like, in every, like, two buildings. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. They're still in, like, the library. We still have a couple here at the Vedette, <laughs> yeah. if anybody would like one. But, yeah, it's just, oh, so crazy. And then just classes is just so different now too. I I don't know. I never thought I would have hybrid classes, I think, freshman year. Mm-hmm. And now I have a lot of hybrid classes. So yeah. that's another interesting part of COVID. 
I think the nice thing that kind of came out out of that is like professors being more chill like in regards to like missing classes and like when you're sick and stuff yeah because all my professors are like I don't even care like if you're sick just don't come like I do not care do not be here yeah <laughs> I feel like professors are also just way more lenient on just how like we're in college and we're very busy and like I feel like they're more likely to give you a break like wh- whether it be like homework or skipping class or like a deadline yeah I feel like as long as there's that communication they're pretty mm-hmm. understanding about it which is really appreciated and then kind of going off of that jobs is like mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have started your job search or what that looks like but I know for me one of the jobs that I'm looking at right now potentially is completely remote mm-hmm. which is so interesting to think about yeah, that's but. how I feel like a lot are nowadays, mm-hmm. just because, like, it. I mean, if you can get the job done at home, like, I feel like a lot of employers might just find that to be easier. Yeah. I mean, you, would, you wouldn't really think that, like, journalism would be remote, though. Yeah, like, I was, I just, I was, I was thinking, thinking, how would that work? See, I don't know. I feel like part of, I don't think it's necessarily remote as in, like, you're sitting at home, but I feel like... If I kind of think of it how here, like, we don't come into the office and, like, do our work. Like, we might work on a story, but a lot of our work is, like, out interviewing sources and, like, going to places. So I feel like when I picture, like, getting a journalism job, like, I don't really see, like, an office. Because it's not, like, like corporate work where you go in and you sit on a computer and you, like, type numbers in, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Yeah, and I just feel like a lot of people have, like, they're just more available to do Zoom calls or Mm -hmm. Skype calls or just phone call interviews. So I think that kind of adds to it, too, because I remember doing my summer internship at Cranes last summer. It's like they had, like, two days designated where they asked everybody to be in. And those days, even there were still a couple of desks that were empty all the time. Mm -hmm. And I went in once on a Friday, and it was so dead in there Mm -hmm. there was like i don't know 10 people total in the whole office which is so crazy it felt so empty i know and i feel like it kind of depends on the job too because like if it's like a national outlet or something you know obviously you're covering like more like broad news so like if you're like in st louis but like the outlets in like new york and something happens in st louis Mm -hmm. you're already right there so they're obviously they can obviously send you yeah how was that but, and then one of the other jobs I was looking at is a hybrid job. So that's what it was like going in two or three times a week and covering stuff, which is like, you know, what we more so picture for like a journalism job. Mm-hmm. And the other two days or whatever a week would be at home doing more phone calls, Zoom call coverage kind of stuff, mm-hmm. which is, I don't know. Like, it's nice to have like that kind of flexibility with our job, but at the same time, it it doesn't quote, I don't like, it doesn't feel like our job, if that makes sense, you know, like, because there, there's no, like, I I mean, there is pressure, but it's, like, there's no, like, physical presence of people to keep you pushing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's not, like, the Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, that everyone, like, pictures slash dreads. Yeah, mm-hmm, 100%. <laughs> um, I don't know. Is it, well... I'm talking about the job hunt. Um, is anybody else looking jobs right now? Or we got summer school, grad school. What's the plan? Well, I have three summer classes to take, so I'm technically graduating in August. I also have three summer classes. <laughs> mm. Twins. <laughs> Better than an extra semester. That's true. Yeah. Very true. No, I feel like the best part about not having to go an extra semester is that I don't have to worry about getting a subleaser. Because, like, I always thought I was going to have to go an extra semester, and, like, that really worried me because, like, that would really suck to have to, like, pay, like, 
like January through May's rent and like not even like have to be here. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to grad school. I'm going to DePaul, Ooh. trying to find a job for the summer slash internship. So connect me on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta do that quick plug. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I will be working at Target for the summer. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Making that 15 an hour. Probably won't even get like a $2 raise when I get a real job. <laughs> um, I haven't figured it out yet, but I'll probably be at least at home for the summer and then just go from there and figure something out. Yeah, I mean, that works. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like with a lot of the other jobs that I've seen are like just other majors of people, like particularly like people in like economics or business, like they've had a job lined up for months now, which I think is really crazy because like, you know, here we are with journalism jobs and like, I don't think I know anybody with whose journalism degree has already figured out what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. There's, I think I know like one person who has a job already lined up. And I hate talking to other majors about that because it always stresses me out because mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing and like everybody else has a job and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it is more of like the business and like marketing majors that have like more jobs lined up, but also like that I feel like a lot of that is because like those jobs, especially in like let's say like I feel like we're all kind of like live in the Chicagoland suburbs. I feel like there are just more jobs for that than there are for journalism. I, yeah, I would agree with that. I think that there's also a lot of just when stuff pops up for journalism, that's kind of how you have to go at it. There's mm-hmm. not. Like, I feel like with jobs like business or marketing or something, they can kind of plan ahead mm-hmm. for what positions they'll have available and when, when they can take someone. Whereas this, our field is more so, hey, somebody leaves, you have to just fill the hole. You know, mm-hmm. you don't get to scout for a little bit or plan ahead. It's just kind of like, I don't know, this last month I've been trying to figure out or apply for stuff, but when they want to do their interviews is all different and trying to figure out a start date is also weird but mm-hmm. I don't know but I don't know I guess we can kind of talk about a little bit about the vedette and just our time here we kind of talked about this a little bit already about in terms of COVID but I don't know I mean, everybody just kind of want to reflect on their journeys re- relay some cool parts yeah I don't know why I was thinking of this but I distinctly remember because I joined the vedette after like two weeks of being at this school and I also was two weeks into journalism as a major, so I really didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> um, but I saw, like, a poster for, like, like a grad workers' union strike, and I didn't know what the grad workers' union was. So I took a picture of it, and I sent it to Elizabeth and Jordan. And I was like, did you guys know about this? Like, this seems like big news. <laughs> and we were like, yes, we definitely knew about that. It's so funny. But oh then it's, like, that compared to, like, now where, like, I'm on, like, the flip side. Like, someone will, like, text us, like, oh, did you guys know about this? And we're like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I always remember, like, the first story that I wrote, and it was the poster sales on the quad. And I started, um, so I started the beginning of my junior year, but I also kind of was in the same boat as Sean. Like, I had just switched to the journalism program. So I w- I had, like, honestly no idea what journalism was, but, like, the class I was taking was taught by JP, and he, like, emailed me over the summer and was like, you should join the vedette. And I kind of was like, why not? Like, like I'm not that involved in my sorority anymore. Like, I could use an extracurricular. And so, anyways, back to my story. So, 
poster stand on the quad, Jordan sent me this woman's phone number and was like, contact her for like information about it. And so I contacted the lady and she never got back to me. And I had like a full blown like freak out. Like I was like, oh my God, like I'm going to get in so much trouble. Like I'm going to get like fired. Like, because this lady didn't like, like get back to me. And I remember I texted Jordan like, like a long paragraph. Cause I felt so bad. Cause like, I don't like, I just like did not want to mess up. And I feel like I like, I like, always thought that like you worked here Elizabeth like I thought you worked here from like freshman like the first day of freshman year what a but compliment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah everyone was just like I just felt like I was like like I don't know everyone was just like I felt like so professional and like now I also kind of feel like I'm on like the flip side too because then it's like when there's like when like like newer people like people that are just starting out or trying to like contact sources or stuff like I always like look back to like when I was like that and I'm like oh <laughs> oh that reminds me uh I don't want to name names but like one of our reporters was like emailing us to set up his like interview to like join the vedette and he, he emailed me as Mr. Morrison and I was like, oh, geez. oh my god <laughs> that's so funny yeah I remember <clears throat> when I started like doing all the sources I always start off my emails as addressing them as Mr. or Mrs. to the person but mm-hmm. I don't think I ever did that with like students so mm-hmm. that was interesting yeah no it was always really nerve-wracking like when I would like first start doing like interviews and like walking up to people in the bone like I don't know why I was so scared like like what are they gonna do like yell in my face like like nine nine times out of ten like people would say yeah but I would also like never know how to like send emails like, when I, like, would have to, like, address people or just, like, I didn't even know how to, like, like, type professionally. So I would constantly send pictures of my emails to my mom and be, like, <laughs> how does this look? Like, do I sound, like, professional? Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I think it's really interesting because, you know, obviously we are, like, an actual news source and, like, a lot of our community and alumni look to us for, like, news on what's going on on campus. But at the same time, we're obviously a learning lab and this is a lot of especially journalism students' first experience with newspaper or writing any AP style, anything. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I think it's always really interesting to, like, hear all, all that perspective on stuff. I remember I joined the second semester of my sophomore year. I just moved back down here after a semester com- back at home because of COVID, completely asynchronous. So I moved back down here for second semester, and I joined the Vedette. And my first article had something to do with COVID or vaccine requirements or something like that. And I sent it. I don't know if you edited it or Grace edited it, but it came back with, you know, a million comments on it being like, hey, this, 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 all this AP style stuff, you can't do this. And I'm like, ah, ah. <laughs> I was like mildly panicking, but also like whoever wrote those comments phrased it in a really nice way. Mm-hmm. It was very encouraging about it. So, yeah, I don't know. It's like I do really appreciate this place for being like really my first time writing AP style because mm-hmm. the other place I'm involved with on TV 10 is TV 10 on campus and they don't place as much emphasis on AP style just because you don't see the scripts that people write on TV mm-hmm. but obviously for this it's really important so I don't know just learn a lot yeah I definitely I feel like I don't I don't think I would have necessarily switched my major but I feel like I would be very not confident at all in my writing if I didn't work here like because in our classes, I feel like I've probably done, like, 
90% of all of my writing samples are from the vedette and like 10% are from classes just because like they really only have you do like three to five a semester and like I feel like no offense but I feel like the stuff that is published online I feel like we are a little bit more critical about it just because it's going up online rather than when you're just submitting it for a grade and yeah. like um at least like I don't like but I feel like I would not really, not only have the confidence, but I feel like I wouldn't also really know what, like, good writing is if I didn't work here. Yeah, I'd absolutely second that. I think that, I remember one of the classes I took um, my junior year was, and we had to interview somebody for, like, a profile or something, and so many of the people in my classes asked to interview family members or friends. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, I had been at the Vedette for almost a year at that point, so I was like, why is this okay? Like, this, like, I get it that, like, people are nervous and, like, mm. they just need the, it's just a homework assignment, but, like, if journalism is something that people actually want to go into, like, I don't think that helped at all with, like, your interview skills because you can be super casual with people and still get code quotes if they're friends or family. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. I also, it always amazed me <laughs> about that part, but, mm-hmm. I don't know. No, yeah, I feel like I always got that, too, like, especially, like, more recently, like, when, because, like, we've had to do a lot of interviewing in some of my classes, and, like, I realized that, like, I mean, I can't necessarily blame other people that aren't involved, because, like, I was, like, the same way when I first started out here, but, like, so nervous to do interviews, and I, like, because, like, we've had to do it, like, in, like, groups and stuff, and, like, I've kind of, like, told people, like, after you do it, like, the first couple times, like, it's totally fine, like, I feel like, but, like, if I hadn't worked here, I'm already, I already consider myself, like, a shy person, like, I feel like going into, like, the job field, like, at, like, 22, 23, and having to do that for the first time, like, I would be so scared, but I feel like now that I have, like, I feel like, I obviously have more to learn, but, like, I'm way more, like, I feel, like, ready, even though I'm just going to grad school. (laughs) I think, like, on that point, too, like, it's so interesting that, like, a lot of, like, classes don't even like put emphasis like on the vedette or on tv 10 or wznd because we're learning a lot here Mm -hmm. and i feel like you know again i hate to be like critical too but like it's not that hard to just walk in here and be like hey like hire me and like we'll hire you Mm -hmm. and like you learn a lot more here than you would in the classroom and it's just like you don't realize that you're missing out on a lot like Mm -hmm. i wouldn't be able to be passing my classes if i like wasn't here at the vedette because I've learned so much. Mm-hmm. Oh, I completely agree. <clears throat> yeah, I think, I don't know, I think, um, especially with journalism, though, compared to a lot of other majors, like, not a lot of other majors really have, like, somewhere, an organization on campus that you can join that literally resembles what you will be doing in your future, though. Like, I feel like besides, like, nursing students who have to go to their clinicals, like, No other majors offer that, like, actual, and, like, elementary education, but, like, we're actually able to, like, practice the stuff that, like, like, this stuff doesn't change, like, in, like, 30 years. Like, we're still going to be writing news articles, profiles, going to cover events. Um, But, yeah. Yeah, I had a family friend recently switch her major to journalism. Like, that was, like, the first thing I told her. I was, like, get involved with student media. Mm-hmm. Radio, television, newspaper, magazine, I don't care what it is, get involved with something. Because that's the quickest way you're going to find out if this is actually what you want to do. And if you're also, like, 
if it's something you're passionate about because she had just changed, I don't remember what she had changed her major from, but she was unsure if like this is what she wanted to do, but she liked to write. And I was like, just join something, <laughs> anything, get experience. Yeah, I definitely second that because I feel like working here made me realize like, okay, I actually like this major. I like doing this stuff because I just didn't really like, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, but I also kind of feel like what might shy people away is like the fact too that like it is work, like it's an extracurricular, but it's also like more work. But like, I feel like you need to look at it on like the outcome side, not necessarily always like the oh, I have, like, another, like, assignment to do. Like, even if it's, like, not for class. Yeah, I mean, also, journalism is, like, one of those majors where you're not doing it for the money, and you're not doing it because it's, like, an easy thing to do. I feel like you, if you're going to be a journalism major, it's because you, like, want to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and I, I I feel like I sound like my dad right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, you should be doing this because, like, you want to. Like, it's fun. Like, there's some stories that are, like, like, like get your blood boiling you know that's fun like that's a fun thing to do Mm -hmm. it just doesn't seem like work and those rare (laughs) stories that are actually like really nice yeah I know at least for me uh, junior year I didn't focus as much on my classes which I still got good grades like me mom I got good grades I promise (laughs) but like I was spending so much time working for the vet beat because like this is like editing stories, writing my own stories was like something so exciting and so fun to do. And like, it was something I really, really cared about. And now I'm trying to apply for jobs. And one of the jobs gave me like their schedule breakdown and like, you know, as cool as that job is and it's something I do think I'm interested in, like obviously the hours aren't that great. And I tried to explain that. Sorry, mom, to call you out again. But (laughs) I tried to explain to her that, um, you know, journalism, especially entry-level journalists, don't get great hours. Like, we don't work 9 to 5. That's just not how it works. Unless you're, like, really high up there. Mm-hmm. What was the hours? I have, if I get this job, I don't want to name what job it is, but I'd have to work three weekdays at least. Like, regular, those would be regular hours. Like, like 9 th- to 5? Like 9 to 5, essentially. Mm-hmm. 8 to 4, something okay. like that. Yeah. And then I'd have to work one of two weekends. So I'd have to always work a Saturday or a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Not not both ever, but at least one of the two. And then I'd have to alternate my Fridays with somebody. So I'm not always working a Friday, but like every other Friday I'd work. And then I have to also work one night shift mm. as one of my weekday shifts. That like doesn't sound terrible. Yeah. yeah, that's all. I was like, there are some, like I know broadcast journalists will be working like 11 p.m. to like 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. as like their regular shift. And I'm like, that sounds more terrible to me than like whatever this was. Like mm-hmm. I get it, like you're giving up a night like on a Tuesday or something, but like what was I going to be doing on a Tuesday anyways, you know? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Um, yeah, back when I did weather at TV10, I used to be on, like, Weather Girl TikTok. And, um, <laughs> oh, um, I, I used to get a couple wake, of her videos, yeah, too. Yeah. They used to... Wake, wake up at, like, 2 a.m. Yeah, like, wake up at 2 a.m., like, make coffee, like, take a shower, like, get ready, and, like, they're, like, at the TV station by 4 a.m., and I'm like, um, no. <laughs> um, but I think that's good that they've at least given you, like, a schedule, because I feel like... What could get annoying, and I don't know how all jobs are, and I might just find it annoying because I'm me, but, like, I feel like the not having, like, a set schedule, if that makes sense. Because I feel like that is one thing with journalism. Obviously, like, stuff happens, and then it's, like, you have to go, like, do that. Um, But I think, like, because, like, I feel like I would get kind of, like, nervous about the hours and stuff. But, um, yeah, I feel like yours isn't, like, 
horrible. Yeah, um, I didn't think it was that far out there. I no. mean, like, you know, working one day of the weekday or weekends isn't, like, ideal, but... Right. I mean, that's what you're... That's what people get, though, if they're just going to work, like, as, like, a waiter or a waitress. Like, exactly. You know, and that's like, until you get, like, an at, like, a job for your career, for example. Yeah, and, like, I'm never... I'm always pretty much going to have to work weekends until I get a higher position within a newspaper or mm-hmm. any news organization. Like, that's just standard for entry level is being able to work weekends and holidays. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah, and if you only have... You said three weekdays? Three or four, yeah. Yeah, I mean, then that's kind of a trade-off for, like, people that have to go to work on a Monday. Is this true? If you, you know. Yeah, I could I could have Mondays off. I could have a random Thursday mm-hmm. off. Down here, a Thursday would be nice to have off. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think to close this episode, I think that if everybody can, if you have a top vedette memory on hand, I know we said ICPA earlier, but, like, a story you've written, a moment that we've had during a meeting, just a bonding experience that we've had. Anything? We've had a lot of those. We have. We can't name on this podcast, unfortunately. <laughs> I think we're thinking of the same one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think for me, um, this goes like way back pre-COVID. I just remember like my first semester, like I literally moved into Waterson on like a Thursday, like my freshman year, and I literally got hired as a reporter like the next morning. Um, but I remember, like, that first semester, I was a Fricutta intern, and we had to do, like, that multi-source, like, project for our final, and I don't rem- I don't exactly remember what the story was, but I remember I had to, like, interview, like, President Dietz at the time, and I just remember him, like, being like, wow, like, you have some gut coming in here and talking to the president as a freshman, and I'm like, I, I guess, <laughs> and then you were literally, like, really tight after that like every time I interviewed him he'd always just like spend like the first 10 minutes just like asking about me and asking for updates and everything mm-hmm. and that's nice friends. yeah I didn't know you could take for credit internships as a freshman that's yeah. kind of cool mm-hmm. yeah you worked like at like your high school newspaper though right yeah yeah definitely not the same like, <laughs> at all uh-huh. <laughs> I would say one memory that sticks out to me was JP's like retirement party last year like, it was, like, we all were here, and, like, the seniors from last year were here, and I just remember we were, like, eating pizza, and, like, JP told us, like, that funny clown story, <laughs> like, when the clown walked into, he worked at, he worked at some newspaper, I don't remember which one. I think it was Peoria. Peoria. Yeah, Peoria. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. He, like, so he's telling us how when he worked there, um, like, this clown kept coming in for, like, a feature story, or, like, I don't remember all the details, but I think just, like, that, like, that memory sticks out to me. That's funny. That's a good one. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to narrow down. I just think, like, one that always sticks out to me is just covering the Ask Me protest last semester. Yeah. And just being in in the newsroom when we'd have all this kind of, like, a general in rush, getting the press releases firsthand, hearing about protests coming up, about marches, um, just talking to you and Jack last semester mm-hmm. about how to write the story and how mm-hmm. to break it down for people, I think. And putting out that breaking news when it happened, when their, when their contract got signed. I think, like, that, like, we talked about, like, the rush that you get of doing a good story. But, like, that was, like, I don't know, peak good rush for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that was just a really cool experience to have here. Yeah, I remember. Like, I remember one of those days, like, me and Jack were here for, for like, literally, like, seven hours. <laughs> like, we were here at, like, like, we got here just, like, at, like, 11 a.m. But, like, we just kept working. Like, and no, it went by so fast, though. Mm-hmm. Like... I looked at the time and I was like, oh, oh shit, like, it's getting, like, dark out, like. 
Uh, I think for me it was we had two elections this year. Both of those election nights were really cool. Mm-hmm. It was just like I don't know, like with elections too. There's kind of that rush because it's like oh we need to get up right now, but also it's like when there's no results coming in, you're just kind of like sitting there, like just I don't know, talking and mm-hmm. like like eating pizza or something. Mm-hmm. But it's also like 10 p.m. and you're like, this is so strange. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I will say, and this is going to sound very soft of me, but it has been very nice to like work here because like I've been able to like, like make a lot of friends that like we all have like one like, like I don't know. I feel like with like, like everyone has like their own friends that they talk about like, you know, like other stuff with. But I feel like we all have like one thing in common and I feel like we've been able to like connect through that and I feel like. Like, a lot of us probably, like, might have never met each other if we didn't, like, work here. Yeah. Yeah. I think that having friends with a similar passion Mm -hmm. and, like, just the same desires of what they want to do in the future is something that's really cool. Yeah. And I'm so glad that I got to work with you guys and meet all you guys. Aww. Aww. I don't know. Just... Okay, we should probably end the podcast before I start crying. <laughs> but somebody play rivers and roads. <laughs> Chasing cars. <laughs> okay. This has been the final episode of Tea Time, everyone. I'm sure this will come back next year, hopefully, with some new people, but mm-hmm. this is the last time me and Aaron will be signing off. And thank you once again for our guests, Sean and Kelly, for joining us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> of course. But yeah, this has been the last episode of Tea Time. Once again, I'm one of your hosts, Elizabeth Urban. And I'm here.